People are fascinating and I believe that everyone has a story to tell of their travels, hobbies, passions and experiences. I want to get those stories told so they can entertain, inspire and showcase the amazing talents of people and giving you, the listener, food for thought. My guests have taken risks, put themselves out there, created businesses or taken their passion to the next level. I feel very privileged and honoured to tell all those stories in my All About You podcast. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to another conversation on the All About You podcast. And my guest today is Elise Saunders, who in 2021 packed up her life in the USA to travel the world with her husband, Greg, while working as digital nomads on their businesses. Elise, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Well, Elise, I think we've got quite a bit to talk about here. So let's go back a little while. And how did this idea of selling up everything and going traveling while running your businesses? I mean, wow, I mean, that that's that's a big thing. So how did that all start? Well, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that, you know, have a, a difficult day and they're like, oh, I'm just going to sell it all and I'm going to, you know, run away and travel for the rest of my life. Um, it didn't happen in a single day like that. It really was an evolution where I was working for a corporate position, making a six figure salary and just really finding that I was not happy. I was experiencing several illnesses. I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I was waking up every day thinking, is this it? Is this the, the whole rest of my life? I'm just going to get up and have the same day every single day. So at that point, I decided to venture out on my own with my own business. It was a virtual bookkeeping business, which I still do today on the road. And once I was out of the corporate world, life was better, but it was not amazing. It was not fantastic. I was still waking up and doing the same thing every single day. Although I loved my life so much more, I was healthy, I was happier, I was living by my own moral code, but I was still yearning for something more. I was still feeling like, am I really living? Is this really it? Is there something more exciting in life? What else can I do? So I just really felt that energy building of wanting more. And through my trauma healing process, I really had gotten to a point where I was wanting expansion. I was wanting to really feel like I was fully living. And so the process of deciding to sell everything was really a journey of going from being the bookkeeper, business owner, to what else is there? What life can I create with this bookkeeping business that allows me to figure out what it's like to fully live. And so that was just a journey into becoming a digital nomad travel blogger. 
Elise, what was your family and friends' reaction when you decided to give up, you know, a very, very good salary and I'm sure a very good lifestyle just to give all that up and to say, okay, well, we're, we're going to travel. I mean, did they think you'd completely lost your mind? <laughs> uh, some people did, you know, but one of the challenges of being an adult in society is that we're taught don't quit, right? You can't possibly have worked your entire life to reach this precipice in your position to amass all of this stuff, a house, beautiful cars, you know, this great lifestyle of being able to travel and vacation in beautiful places. You know, like you've spent your whole life amassing and building everything that you have and you're just gonna walk away from all of it. And so that was a little jarring for some people. Now our son thought it was an awesome idea. You know, there's lots of people in our life that was like, you know what, I'd love to do that. But there were some people, you know, some family and friends that were like, not very supportive. You know, I had an uncle who was not even supportive of me leaving my six figure salary to open up my own business. You know, it's just one of those situations that really triggers people. It either triggers people and the, their unhealed trauma, jealousy, you know, or it really taps into the part of people that also yearns for more, yearns for traveling. And they were like, my gosh, I would love to do what you do. And they were very supportive. That's really interesting, Elise, isn't it? Some people are going to be your cheerleaders and go, oh my God, you know, I'd love to do that. I'm just not as brave. Or other people are basically going to try and put out your firework as quick as possible. Um, I did mention in the introduction that you are doing this with your husband, Greg. Yes. You, you, you're the one that sort of started this process, I understand. How did the conversation go with your husband, Greg, about this? Was it completely out the blue to him or did he sort of go, yeah, I, I, I feel very much the same? So we had started a process as I was trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do where we were going into this mental and emotional play space together just to play around and envision where would we go today? You know, if there were no limits, uh, what would we be doing? You know, who would we be visiting? What things would we be doing? What experiences would we be having? And so he would come home from work and we would set aside some time just to play together in manifesting, in envisioning, in just dreaming. And so whenever we ventured into this dream space together, we would be like, oh, we're going to go to Greece. We're going to be walking on this beautiful, amazing beach and the sand in between our toes and the cool water. And, you know, we're going to be splashing around and looking at the mountains and, oh, it's going to be so beautiful. And so, you know, as we played in this space with no limits, right, we didn't put limits on, oh, how much money we could spend. It was just completely limitless. And we just kept always traveling. We were always going somewhere together and having these experiences. 
And so as this evolved, I was like, oh my gosh, our heart's desire is to travel, right? That was part of the journey of going from bookkeeper, business owner to digital nomad travel blogger was going, oh wow, our heart's desire is to travel. What does that look like for us? How do we integrate that into our regular life? And so as I came up with the idea, sat him down one day and I'm like, okay, so this is what I think we should do. I think that we should sell everything, pack what we can fit into our car and we travel and maybe in a couple of years, two years, we go international and we travel internationally as well. We've got two cats, we'll take them with us. And, you know, I think we should do this. And his immediate response was, that's a great idea when I retire, which is what I find a lot of people get stuck with. It's a great idea when, not for now, some other time, somewhere in the future, which is code for not ever. And so I said to him, I was like, you know, there's an 18 year age difference between us, love. There may not be a when I retire, you know, when you re finally do retire in five, six more years, are you going to have the energy, have the physical ability to do all the things that you're going to want to do, right? And so I said to him, I said, if we do this, this traveling, I said, would you regret it? I said, if you die in two years, three years, four years, would you look back and say, gosh, I'm really regretful that I retired early and we went and we traveled and we had the time of our lives together, finally giving each other the best of ourselves instead of what was left over. I said, would you regret that? And he was like, no, oh my gosh, no, I would not regret that. And I said, then we need to do it and we need to do it now. It took him some percolating. It took him some time to really think about that and really think about what I was asking and what the opportunity of life that we could create for ourselves could be. And he, he agreed. He agreed and we started to put the plan into motion. I mean, that is just an incredible story. And I, I love the fact that you would come home from your day jobs and instead of watching TV, you would sit there and dream and try and envisage what the future could be for you, your husband and your son. I mean, that is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So your husband eventually sort of came around and said, yeah, absolutely. I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. So how did you go about selecting your first or second country? Because you were in the USA at this point. What was your first plan? Yeah, so our first plan the first year was to travel the east coast of the United States. Year two uh, we traveled to the West Coast of the United States. It was our absolute dream itinerary. Uh, and then in year three, from the beginning, we thought that we would go international with COVID restrictions in Europe. We were not sure that that would happen at the time when we ventured out that first year. 
but here we are. I'm speaking to you right now from Greece. So we, we did it. We made it. We're traveling throughout Greece for one year on a long-term visa. And our hope is to continue to travel internationally uh, in the future. Well, it's brilliant that you've made it over to Europe. So you are very, very welcome because obviously I'm in Valencia, Spain here. You are running your bookkeeping business. Your son, in theory, is still in full-time education? No, our son is an adult. He's uh, 28 years old. He lives on his own. And, you know, he likes to say that he has the best parents in the world because he gets to look at our itinerary and choose wherever it is that he wants to spend that year's vacation. <laughs> wow. So in theory, he's still in the States then, but obviously keeping up with you guys for holidays. Yes, absolutely. You're running your bookkeeping business and you're also being a travel blogger. What's your husband doing? Is he the travel blogger? No, my husband, his relationship with supporting our lifestyle and the business is more domestic in the fact that he does the laundry, the grocery shopping. We travel with the two cats. He feeds the cats, you know, he scoops the litter, makes sure that we have all of the household things, right? He does the laundry. He does all the vacuuming and cleaning and, you know, all of that sort of thing. So my job is the, quote, work aspect of maintaining this situation. And he handles the more domestic items for us. And I, I could not do what I do without his physical, mental, and emotional support every day. Well, he sounds a good guy. You know, he's, he's keeping your accommodation tidy. He's keeping you all fed and watered. So well yeah. done, Greg. <laughs> Elise, can we just talk through an average day with you running two businesses? Sure. It really varies day to day. You know, I think so many of us get caught in some sort of regiment. And that honestly was part of what made me just feel like I was dying a slow death. Every day was the same. It looked like a box. The pieces were different, but it was a box nonetheless. What I love about being a business owner and being a digital nomad is that every day can look like whatever the heck I want it to look like. So if I want to get up and I want to spend the day working, that's what I do. If I want to get up and spend the entire day playing, that's what I do. You know, in general, I would say that because of the time difference, I love working and playing from Europe. My clients are getting up and working when it's dinner time here. And so I can be out and play all day and then head to the house, have dinner and spend the evening working. So typically I'm up till 1 a.m. European time working on client items, but then I get to go to sleep, get up and spend the next day all day playing, going to the beach, hanging out by the pool, you know, whatever it is that my heart desires. 
I mean, that sounds absolutely fantastic. And I can imagine a lot of people thinking, yeah, I can do beach in the day and come home and my husband's cooked the dinner, etc. But there is a big commitment of you having to sit down after dinner and, you know, switch on your computer and, and deal with all those emails and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it it has just never been an issue for me to be, a lot of people call it disciplined, right? That I'm disciplined, that I can sit down. I mean, I'm one of those people that can roll out of the bed, walk to the computer and start working within five minutes. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't drink coffee, so I don't need a cup of coffee to get going or an hour or anything. I literally can walk from the bed to my computer. So, you know, to walk right in the door from having a day out at the beach to sit down and conduct a meeting or, you know, answer emails or work through bookkeeping situations, I'm just able to flip that switch. How are you coping with living in Greece? Is this your first stop in Europe? Uh, so we are in Greece for the entire year. We will travel throughout Greece then uh, March 2024, we will head back to the United States and get our next visa. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? Spending a year in one country, it's not as if you're trying to squeeze it all in in three months or something. Exactly. Now you're actually living this lifestyle, as you said, you traveled extensively in the US and now you're in Greece. So you've been out there doing this for a couple of years now. What about the family and friends now? Do they think you're slightly less bonkers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes. You know, we have just continued throughout our travels to hear from people who are really inspired by the fact that this lifestyle exists, by meeting us, by seeing that we're actually doing it. By seeing the changes within us, more and more people are approaching us to find out, how can I do this, right? Because I continue to assert, there is nothing more special about me than you, than anyone. You know, I don't have any special set of skills. I don't have anything that's more special or different than you have. I'm just a regular person who woke up, who made a decision that this was the life I was going to have. I envisioned it and I put steps in place to make it happen for myself. That's really it. Um, but yeah, I just feel so blessed to be able to continue to work with people regularly to help them have this life for themselves. I think that's a very interesting point, though, Elise. I mean, obviously, I left the UK to come and live in Valencia, Spain. And I know through my years here, a lot of people who have left their own countries and particularly come to live here in Valencia. And we all say the same thing. We don't feel it's anything special. And we don't feel we're special. But obviously, 
we did the research, we filled in the paperwork, we had to make some life-changing decisions. Yes. We don't look at that rather like you. We don't look at that as anything special. But I guess if you think about it, it's actually taking that least leap of faith. I mean, yeah, you know, we're only sort of two hours away from the UK. At the end of the day, we actually took that decision and yet it's always you know nothing ever goes to plan when you're leaving your home country and there's a lot of moving parts that you have to address do you think it's made you a different person oh absolutely 100 percent. and this is what i was looking for right when i was sitting there thinking about i need to get out of this routine that is just slowly killing me making my soul die in this repetitive every single day looking the same i'm going to die never knowing what it was like to take risk to fully live to have unique challenging experiences to live in a constant state of change that was going to force me propel me to be fully engaged with my life I mean, I, I just was yearning for that engagement, feeling alive, feeling at all, right? I felt like I was just numb, floating from day to day, that life was just happening to me, that I wasn't the conductor of the train at all. And I was just yearning for that so much. And now I do. I feel like i am alive like i am taking risks i am constantly being challenged and sometimes it feels great and sometimes it doesn't but in those moments that i am being challenged when it doesn't feel so great ah oh, that's where the growth happens right that's where i expand and grow i identify trauma that I need to heal. I identify limiting beliefs. I identify fears. All of these things are the gold. This is what I can grab onto. This is what I can look at in myself, what I can heal, what I can love at, about myself and continue to grow and expand. I mean, it's really immeasurable, the growth that I have had over the past few years. And I do feel like a completely different person. And I am so excited about that future person that I haven't even met yet, that future version of myself. My gosh, I can't even imagine how fearless and brave and strong and experienced that woman is gonna be. Elise, can we talk about the fact that you are a digital nomad? Can you explain what that is? Sure. So digital, meaning online, you can run a business with a cell phone, a laptop, an iPad, right? So that's digital. Nomad, meaning travel, nomadic, not staying in a singular place. So we move every week to every month, uh, multiple locations. Let's see, we've been in Greece since March. We've been in Moscato. We've been in Tinos. We've been a couple of weeks in um, Santorini. We're a month on Crete. And, you know, then we head back to the mainland for a month. Then we're back out to the islands. 
We'll spend a month on Andros, three weeks on Paros. I mean, you know, we are really moving. I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I'm talking to you and it's not even June yet. We've been so many places already in Greece. So we are very nomadic. We do not stay in one place very long. You know, just as we're starting to get comfortable and know our way around, boop, it's time to pack everything up and go to the next place where we have no idea where the grocery store is. We have no idea how to even get where we're going. All of that constant change propels us to be really engaged with our life, to work together, to learn to communicate better. It's just really an amazing sense of freedom that I have never known in my life, to be able to travel, to roam, to be wild, to be free is just really incredible. And Elise, are you still traveling around with your animals in the car with you? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, our, our cats came to Greece with us and they're traveling throughout Greece this year with us. I mean, those are going to be some well-traveled cats, aren't they? They are very well-traveled cats, yes. <laughs> Elise, what do you do about accommodation? I mean, are you using Airbnbs? How does that work when you're traveling so much? Yeah, so throughout the United States, we mostly stayed in Airbnbs. We stayed in a couple hotels, either, you know, for one night as we transitioned, we were driving through, or, you know, North Dakota, South Dakota, we stayed exclusively in hotels because the Airbnbs just weren't the quality that, that we were looking for. We never found what we needed. And while we're here in Greece, we're staying in Airbnbs as well. So, you know, there are so many ways to digital nomad. I like to say there's a million digital nomads. There's a million ways to digital nomad. You know, so, yeah, we went all in. We gave up everything. Everything we own is with us right now on this trip. We have a very small storage unit the size of a small closet back home, which has, you know, really important documents and pictures and things like that. But everything we own is here with us. It, it, that doesn't have to be for everyone. There's other ways to digital nomad. There's other types of accommodations. You can RV, you can travel in your car, you can tent, you can stay with strangers, you can live in apartments, right? Uh, certain apartment companies have programs where you can move apartments every couple months and travel around the world with all the luxury apartment amenities. So, I mean, you can have any way that you can dream it or imagine your digital nomad life to be, whether it's, you know, once a month, once every six months, you know, once a year, twice a year, like whatever it is that you want your digital nomad experience to be, you can create that, which is what's amazing about this life. I think that's one thing that a lot of people are aware of now is the fact that sort of after the pandemia, the world of work just changed beyond all recognition. And now people are realizing that where instead of going to the office, they can work from home or, as you say, they can work where they're traveling. If, if we look at the world of work, I mean, 
How's your husband doing? I mean, he's the one trying to find the grocery store, the medical centre, you know, keep up to date with documents that have got to be posted. How's he coping with all this? He is doing really fantastic. You know, it's an opportunity for growth for both of us. And we're both growing at different speeds in different areas. My husband is still struggling with traffic in Greece because we like to say driving in Greece is like driving in a tornado. Uh, it's a very challenging. Uh, the, the, the Greek drivers, the roads, how, you know, are constantly concerned that we're going to scratch the sides of the car because the roads are two-way, but you could barely even fit your own car. So, you know, he is struggling with accepting that this is the traffic scenario for the next year. But uh, in other ways, he is so comfortable with the Greek uh, language barrier, you know, communicating with other people, even when we're not exactly sure what each other is saying, establishing connections and relationships with people here is just his incredible life purpose and gift. From that aspect, he's just doing amazing, but it's propelling us both to really embrace consistent change and to be the best version of ourselves each day that we possibly can. I mean, that's absolutely fascinating because travel is the best education there is. Yes. And it broadens the mind and you're just immersed in so many sort of different cultures and traditions and the rhythm of another country. Elise, can you tell us something that has happened that you didn't expect, but in a positive way? Something I didn't expect. I'll, I'll tell you something that like nobody knows. And I feel like I'm telling a million people right now. We fell in love with a piece of property and we might buy it and build a house in Greece. We actually met with an architect on Friday to look at plans for a house. Maybe the day that one of us says we're done traveling, then we have a home in Greece. It's not something that I ever saw for myself and neither one of us by far are done traveling at all but this piece of property is on a mountain overlooking the Aegean Sea it's in Crete it has the most beautiful ocean view with a beautiful treed valley below and by law nobody can build in front of us you know, we, we arrived at our villa and we just thought that it was one of the most beautiful views we'd ever seen. And we just so happened to mention to our Airbnb host, you know, we, we'd love to have this for ourselves. And they said, oh, by the way, that piece of property right there is for sale. You know, next thing we know, we're at the architect's office looking at how to build a house on it. And I'm like, is this really happening? You know, we're we're meeting with a, a banker uh, this week to talk about a loan. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, neither one of us have made a decision. We're just exploring some options. I never saw that for myself. Just the thought of someday 
really living here, you know, as, as a resident, you know, not going back to the States and living in the States again, like, you know, Greg says that this might be the, the place that, you know, he wants to spend his last days. I was like, wow, you know, so yeah, I just, it, it's great because it's when you stay open, right? When you just stay open to whatever opportunities the universe can bring you. For me, part of this journey has been learning not to have to control and plan and you know, just to allow the universe to bring things into our lives that we never would have thought that we might ever even want for ourselves. Just that openness has continued through this multi-year journey to bring things into our lives that we never could have even planned for ourselves. And this is one of them. I don't know where it'll go. I'm super excited just to be in this space of considering this option. You know, I, I never saw a million dollar ocean view in my, you know, retirement plan, but you know, here, here we are. So it's, it's pretty exciting. I mean, that sounds absolutely incredible, doesn't it? And, and I do think sometimes right place, right time, open-minded, the world is your oyster. I, I very much believe that. And, and I think that's what, you know, you're, you're explaining here. As you say, it wasn't on the initial plan, but sometimes things just naturally unfold, I think, at the right time. I'm a great believer in that. Absolutely. And trying not to have a plan, right? Just to learn to go with the flow and know that everything is going to work out and it's all going to be okay. But I think that's very brave. I mean, I think a lot of people listening to this will be saying, well, that's okay for them. And, you know, I couldn't do that because I've got family here. I've got a dog and children in the school and everything. People do amazing things and they find their way around some of those so-called barriers. I think bravery definitely comes into it. I think some people are like, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? We can say we tried. It wasn't what we wanted at the end of the day. We're, we're going to go home. But you are out there. You are embracing it. You're working. You're building successful businesses. Some of your friends and family don't think you're quite so bonkers now. And yeah, living the dream, living the dream, definitely. You know, I remember when we first set out on the road, one of the very first couples that we met as digital nomads was Scott and Kelly Kina. Uh, they own the Candy Bank in Humboldt, Tennessee, which was our very first stop on our travels, right? The, when we left uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, we left our home, packed up the car. Our very first stop was Humboldt, Tennessee. And so one of the very first mornings there, we were walking on Main Street. We stopped into this candy shop. They weren't even fully open yet. They were still putting up shelves and putting merchandise up on the shelves. And, you know, I can't even remember if like the sign was completely done or, you know, it, it was very much an opening in progress. But the door was open. So we popped in just to see what was going on. And we found out very quickly that they had done something similar. They had, you know, normal jobs and kids in school and, 
they said, well, you know, we decided that owning a candy shop had been our dream. And all along, we said we would do it in retirement. And one day we woke up and said, why are we waiting? Why are we waiting for retirement? It's our dream. Let's do it now. They sold their home. They took their kids out of school. They moved from Chicago, I think it was, all the way to Tennessee and bought a building, opened a candy shop, knowing nothing about the candy business. And when I said to them, what are you going to do if like this doesn't work? You know, like you've done all this big stuff, right? What if all in the end, what if it doesn't work? And they both said, Meh, we'll do something different. Like it was nothing. And their courage to just flex, right? To just go, oh, well, then we'll just make another plan. Like somebody decides, oh, I missed that, you know, turn on, on the highway. I'll just, you know, turn around and, and take another exit. You know, it was that simplistic to them as if, you know, oh, I'll just get off here on the road. No big deal. Decision I make every single day. They were so casual about eh, if this doesn't work, you know, we own this building and we sold everything and all that stuff like eh, we'll just we'll do something different. We'll get a different job. We'll have a different plan. That casualness, that comfortability, that confidence was so inspiring to me. I was like, wow, you know, as I'm starting out on my digital nomad journey and I'm nervous, like, is this going to work? How is this going to happen? You know, I was like, there it is. That's the answer. I just do something different, you know, and, and you're right. I meet people every single day that look at what we're doing and say, I want that, but have a million reasons why it won't work for them. I hear the same thing. Oh, I'm, I'm doing this. Oh, my job, this. Oh, I have kids in school. I'm like, take the kids out. There, there's no better education, just like you said, than traveling the world. See the Acropolis in person. Don't learn about it in a book. It is difficult. There's so many limiting beliefs that we have. And unless you're doing the work to heal the trauma, unless you're doing the work to overcome those limiting beliefs, you're going to get what you've always gotten. I wanted something different so bad that I was willing to be incredibly uncomfortable. I was willing to overcome those obstacles at any cost to have something different. I mean, your enthusiasm is just amazing because I'm just thinking of people listening to this now. People be saying, yeah, it sounds great, but as you say, I've got children in school, my job, I've got elderly parents, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think anyone would want somebody not to, to try to follow their dreams because of the job, the parents or whatever. It's taking that risk. Yeah. What, what advice would you give somebody who is listening to this, Elise, and is going, you know, particularly if they're in Europe already, well, Greece is not that far, you know, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure I could negotiate that for a little while. I always tell people that anything is possible. I didn't believe it. I was a caged bird. You know, I was caged by my own thoughts, my own limiting beliefs. And I didn't believe anything was possible. But 
once I really leaned into believing that anything could be created, anything could be manifested, any life that I could dream, create, envision for myself was possible. And people that I work with, they're like, somebody said to me today, I was talking with someone who's thinking about changing and and going into the digital nomad life. She says, what's the first thing I should do? And I said, the first thing is figure out what you want the end game to look like. Envision for yourself, what does that digital nomad life look like? Am I digital nomading all in? Am I going, you know, once a month, once every six months, you know, four times a year? Like, what what does that look like for you? Where are you going? I said, feel it. Lean into the emotion, the excitement, the joy, the experiences, the change in you right? Lean into that. Are you staying in Airbnbs? Do you want an RV? You know, do you want to stay with strangers? Do you want to house sit for people? You know, like what, what does that look like? I was like, just dream it without limitation. Just envision it for yourself. Just feel it in your body as if you're already there. You have it right now. You're living that life. See it, feel it, experience it. And then work backward, work backward until you get all the way back to where you are today. And that will tell you what the next step is, right? We have to decide, we have to claim that life for ourselves. This is what I am doing. So for example, I said to her, I said, so if you decide you wanna go all in, well, I've gotta sell my house. So now I have to lean into that decision of I'm going to sell my house. How does that feel? Oh, do I have limiting beliefs about roots and security, right? So now I've got to work through those limiting beliefs. How can I turn those into empowering beliefs that allow me to powerfully, comfortably feel great about selling my house because it's getting me to this new life that I'm wanting to create. Now I've got to sell my stuff or put it in storage or make a decision, right? So now that's the next step. And so you draw this outline between where you are and where you want to be of what the steps are that you will need to accomplish in order to have that life. And there's mental and emotional challenges to work through between here and there. It's not just the physical stuff. This is really spooky, Elise, because this is the second time today. This has come across my radar, as in, if you have a project, what does that end project look like? You know, as much detail as you can possibly think of. You know, this would be the perfect scenario. And then work backwards, dump it all down on a piece of paper and go, okay, let's try and put this in some kind of order. What can I do this week to get me one step towards that end goal? That is such valuable advice. <laughs> yeah. well, and it's the second time today this has come across my radar. Well, it's really speaking to you then. It's it's it been true. You know, when it keeps popping up time after time, you, you really have to 
to pause and look at it and say, you know, where where is this coming to me for my my own life? Or at least that's my experience. I, I really believe that, you know, when you get an idea, you get these sometimes they are very subtle signs. Sometimes they're right in your face. And I think this is a writing. This is a second time today, Sheila. This has come across your radar. So, yes, yeah, spooky. That's awesome. I love it. I, I love being the catalyst for the message for you. That's an incredible honor for me. I was just thinking, actually, you know, when you were saying, you know, you, you've traveled around the States and now you're in Europe. I was at a lunch yesterday and I think we had six different nationalities. And, you know, I was thinking when you were talking about, you know, some of the challenges when you go to another country. When I think about sort of my social circle here so many different countries are in my sort of social circle. If I was in back in the UK, I might have one or two. Right. Whereas now, just off the top of my head, I can probably come up with a dozen nationalities that, you know, I, I class as being in my social circle. And that is purely because we have all left our home countries and have decided to settle here. And, and the information and the education and the learning you get from those people is, is just phenomenal. It really is. I mean, just staying open to meeting new people, you know, it makes me think of I met Cheyenne Potter and her mom in a grocery store parking lot in Florida and that was such a meaningful to connection to me on multiple levels. Cheyenne was a 13-year-old race car driver. She drove race cars at 100 miles per hour, sometimes in races against NASCAR drivers, which are, you know, professional race car drivers in the United States. You know, I have continued to have a connection with Cheyenne's mom through the, the years since we've met them. But meeting Cheyenne at 13 years old, who looked at me and I was like, you know, you're 13, you, you can't even drive a car. You're driving a race car at 100 miles per hour. Like, you know, you could die. You could be seriously injured for the rest of your life. You know, and, and without hesitation, she was like, but I'm doing what I love. I'm doing what I'm meant to do. You know, this is my life purpose. This is my life passion. And I take all the precautions that I can. But at the end of the day, I would rather live a life basically on fire, you know, where I'm doing what I love and doing what I'm passionate about than to stay safe and be miserable, right? And I was so changed by this 13 year old girl in a grocery store parking lot. You know, I was so inspired to live my own life with more fire, uh, doing more of what I'm passionate about. But, you know, it's being open to those chance meetings, to those encounters, to just staying open to say, universe, bring me the people that I need in my life that are going to help change me, that are going to help me be better, that are going to get me where I need to go. 
just like, you know, sometimes clients, you know, the woman I was talking to earlier, I met her on a beach in Greece and she's from uh, Europe and she's wanting to do this digital nomad and situation. And she was like, oh my gosh, this was not a chance meeting. You were brought to me to help me make this change in my life. That happens every single day if we only stay open to the opportunity, like you're talking about, your circle of people, how they're influencing you. You would not have that otherwise. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. I mean, that is incredible that that girl at the young age of 13 knew what she wanted to do, where she was going to go. And this is what I want to do, even if I die trying. God forbid she's going to be okay. But 13, knowing that is, is just incredible. And I mean, to have parents that supported that right? That had parents that didn't say, oh no, I'm too scared that something's going to happen to you. You can't do this. They were very supportive. Of course, they made sure she had all of the safety equipment. She was knowledgeable, all of that. But at the end of the day, they supported her. They helped her build the cars. They helped her go to the races. You know, they supported her dream. They supported her living You know, and I thought to myself, and I even said to her, I was like, you know, if I had had parents like that, where would I be at my age, right? I had parents that were terrified. So my whole life was about don't uh, risk taking, don't live on fire, just play your whole life safe. And and that's going to make sure that you're okay, right? So I lived my whole adult life with all of these fears, and limiting beliefs, but she is living at 13 years old on fire. And I'm like, my gosh, where is this woman going to be when she's my age? You know, I'm just, I'm so excited to continue to stay in touch with that family and just to watch her grow up. It's, it's been so much fun so far, you know, watching dances and proms and all that kind of stuff, you know, just to see what she ends up doing for the rest of her life, you know, it's just so exciting because I have no idea what that looks like when you're that supported, when you're already living on fire, wild, free, passionate in your life at 13. You know, my my mind still has trouble fathoming where you could be at 40 or 50 years old. We're all aware how the world can change so quickly. And I and I think Hopefully, a lot of, lot more people are willing to take risks and to follow their passions. And even if it's just to dip their toe in the water and try something new, you know, that, that will help them grow. I mean, I think you've given such amazing motivation here just to try something different. We're not saying you've got to move to the opposite side of the world, but maybe just try something new and just get out of your comfort zone a bit. So, Elise, just before we finish, I mean, my my last question was going to be, what does the future hold? We've talked about your meeting with the architects, but would you plan to stay in Greece while that happens or would you let that unfold and, and go off somewhere else? Yeah, I have no idea. We have no idea what we're doing right now. You know, we, like I said, we still want to travel. We don't even know if we can get an international loan, right? Like we're we're trying to 
teach ourselves about, you know, the golden visa here in Greece and, you know, what what all the requirements are for getting an international loan. And I mean, there, you know, it's it's like anything else that we undertake. There's a lot to it, you know, and, and we still haven't made a decision. This is just something that we're kind of floating, you know, as, as an idea. So I have no idea where this will end up. I can tell you that right now we still very much want to travel. We still very much want to travel through Europe. Um, and so I definitely see that in my future. But I'm not overly attached to any one particular plan. I just continue to try to lean into whatever the universe brings to us, right? Just like we were just talking about, just staying open to new opportunities and experiences. And, you know, I, I have no idea what the future holds, what will manifest, what will create, what will choose and decide. But we're just having an amazing time right now. Think good things are going to happen, Elise. Absolutely. Um, Elise, where can people get in touch with you and, and keep up with your travel blogging? Sure. UntamedSoul.info. You can go to our uh, social media at Tales from an Untamed Soul. And it's tales like story, not like a dog's tale. Our website has destination guides to help people get started on their digital nomad travels. We have an ebook, How to Become a Digital Nomad. We even have a course to help you overcome limiting beliefs so that you can claim this life for yourself and get on your travel journey. Wow. Well, I'll include all the links to everything you've just talked about. Elise, thank you so much. It's been such a fascinating conversation. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for having me and to all of your tribe, you know, definitely subscribe to this podcast. There's so much good information that Sheila has to offer. So please subscribe now. Elise, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please subscribe on whatever platform you are using. It is free. And if you would like to tell your story, please contact me on all about you podcast at yahoo.com and let's tell your story.